It's time again for the best story time since I caught my teenagers doing something dumb, and I promise you that this one is much more truthful. Welcome to the May Wild West Show, the podcast about the hedonistic adventures of myself and my friends in the modern American Wild West. Yeah, the Rocky Mountain region, where it's so fucking cold that all we do all winter long is fuck. This is the show where we tell our sometimes reckless, usually sexy, and always thrilling lives. My name, of course, is May Wild West, and I'm a mom, a wife, the loudest person at the football games, a member of our local flower club, and also the infamous Pineapple Club. Yes, my husband and I swing, sometimes called Hot Wife, but mostly we just enjoy having sex and a good time with our friends. My entire life, I've had a tendency to get myself into some sticky situations and adventures. Partially due to my curiosity and partially to a I'll do anything for science mentality. The stories we will share are going to be sexy, spicy, and completely inappropriate for anybody under the age of 18. Think sex, drugs, rock and roll, and a load of laundry. As always, this podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. Now, let's full send into today's episode. And guess what I did? I fucked a dude who wasn't my husband and didn't end up on an episode of Cops. So, yay me! On today's episode, we have my wonderful husband, who I'm going to call Mr. Wes, for you guys today, and he is going to be on today, and we're going to talk about the first time we ever had a threesome, which would have been the first time we ever did anything like this. One thing, though, that I figured out when we were recording the first episode was there's a lot of things that maybe people don't know exactly what we're talking about, and it can get very, very confusing because... There are so many labels for people and so many names for things that don't always translate all the way across the board. There's this website called FetLife, which is a place where people can meet up. It's a pe- place where people can talk and find other people who have the same kinks as them. Generally, it's a little... rougher, hardcore, I guess, than... Things like Cassidy or Adult Friend Finder. So those are going to uh, be pretty vanilla comparatively to Fat Life, I would say, if that's the word you're looking for. Yeah. Um, you're not gonna you're, you're not gonna get the same experience for sure. No, you are not gonna get the same experience with uh, Fat Life. There's gonna be a whole lot of things that I had absolutely no idea existed. But. Right? They do have their kinktionary, and they have de- defined every term that you could ever even remotely think of, like every term. So Things you I, could never think of, too. Yeah. <laughs> things I never thought of. Um, the first one I thought was important is swing, because that could mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. Like, example, it can go everything from soft swap, which is... You only do oral, and then you actually only have penetrate sex with your original partner. To you, I go on dates, you go on dates, and everything in between. But what the actual, like, professional's definition of it is, is partner swapping. So swinging, technically, I guess, is where you have two couples. We don't always necessarily identify as swingers. 
Um, usually we tell people we're hedonists and a hedonist is a person with a strong focus on the pursuit of pleasure, which to us sort of seems like stupid why you wouldn't be one because who wants to do stuff that isn't fun? Right. So that's, you know, sort of like our thing is, is we just want to go and have fun and we want to do things that feel good and things that make us feel joy, I guess. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that's purpose. As long as everybody's consenting and having fun, then I don't see much harm in it. So what we end up doing a lot is having threesomes, partially because we suck at planning. So a male-female threesome is easy to get on the fly. And secondly, because, well, let's face facts. Unicorns are impossible to find, and four people, like two couples that all are vibing together and find each other attractive and all want to be there is probably harder to find than a unicorn i think sometimes i would have to probably say i agree it's it's real tough sometimes with couples yeah that and actually i believe we're going to have not maybe this next episode but maybe the episode after that we're going to talk about awkward couples stuff like the first time we hooked up with a couple yeah, no, no, definitely good stories there. I'm sure that probably there's millions of them out there that are way better than ours. But for for our first times, it was it was interesting. Yeah. So the other terminology that kind of fits what we do is called stag vixen. And I'm going to read you like the technical definition because it's just probably going to be easier. So the male identifying partner engages in sexual relations with another person or persons together with their partner who's referred to as the vixen except for i mean that's the female part part of the enjoyment for the stag is arranging thinking of watching and hearing about their partner's sexual relationships with others the stag enjoys the vixen being desired and sexually enjoying themselves with another person so there's that and usually it is more of a situation where there's a lot of respect between the two men who are involved in it um, or respect between the two women who are involved. Is that kind of like more closely to what you think of? Yeah, I would say that that's the, that's the case. There's no, there's no, you know, degradation or demeaningness to the male partner or I guess uh, the partner that's maybe not even involved physically in the actual activity. So yeah, I would, you know, I mean, the stag is the stag is like the opposite of a cuck, in my opinion. So then part of the enjoyment for the vixen is thinking of and witnessing their stag sexual arousal, adoration and gratification as the vixen engages in sexual relationships and encounters with others. And I think that this is the at least for us, the still stag vixen thing goes both directions, because I know that he truly enjoys watching me have sex with other people and have enjoyment and get off and have all these orgasms and I truly enjoy watching him give women orgasms because I'm like, yeah, that's mine. I'll loan that to you for a while, but I get to take that home when I want to. <laughs> that's mine. So that's 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 where I'm at on that deal. That's sort of how all those things we had no idea when we started. Like we didn't really. I mean, of course, I the first thing I did was like read every book and internet page I could find on it, and mostly that just confused everybody. So I thought we would tell the story of our first encounter today, and uh, that's why I brought on Mr. West is because, well, you know, he was the other person there for it, and 
it's a fairly entertaining story. So I guess let's get started. And we've been doing this since I figured it out, 2017. Damn. Yeah, 2017 is when we started. Um, we do not live near a big city at all. And swinging. We live or... in the middle of fucking nowhere. Bumfuck Egypt, yes. Um, so any kind of lifestyle events are very, very difficult here. And especially back in 2017, we had a couple of kids in school and they were young. And the last thing we wanted was to embarrass the shit out of them by them, somebody in town finding out that their parents were freaks. All right. Well, you know, I mean, we try not to scar the children if we can avoid it. Yeah. Right. You know, some of it's probably good for them, but we try to avoid this specific subject of embarrassing them with right facts we go down to denver a lot to engage in our fun activities our partying our sex drugs and rock and roll uh, avoid the laundry while we're down there and as we were driving down there all of a sudden he was like why don't you look on was double list the thing back then Actually, we weren't driving down there. We actually were going to pick up some some weed from my drug dealer because I still hadn't gotten with the times of like going and buying it from a dispensary like a normal fucking person because it really, you know, I felt better getting it from a drug dealer. Um, but <laughs> after we got done buying some weed from from my buddy, then on the way we were headed to Denver because we were going to go do some partying, if I remember correctly, and somewhere in between eastern De uh, Colorado uh, and Denver there, I decided that we should, you know, maybe try to find a guy and have a threesome, like completely out of the blue. And we had talked about it in the past, and we had tried yeah. to find uh, couples and, and – and, Women and, and... – <laughs> Yeah. Like probably I think the majority of most new couples, they're, 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 they're nervous, and I think that having um, – I think doing it with a couple makes them probably, for the most part, most, makes most people feel more comfortable because for the, for the male – you know, then there's the female there that he gets to enjoy. So it's not, you know, I mean, I think that for most people that are exploring this, they don't, they aren't, they don't know what they like or what they're not going to like. So I think that couples, new couples seeking out other couples is probably a rational thing. Yeah, it's, yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, I know for me, even still today, like having a threesome with and like specifically looking for just another guy to hook up with, I still struggle with like, I'm like, oh, I hope he really doesn't think that I need to have an extra guy, that he's not good enough. You know, so I, I can no, see I'm, where- I'm probably not good enough, but that's, I mean, you know, that's another story of completely different day, but. So, <laughs> it was double list, right? Wasn't it? I mean, this wasn't Craigslist personals. We're not that old, are we? No, I'm pretty sure it was double list, I think. So, I think Craigslist personals had gone by the wayside by then. I think the I think the federal government had caught on to uh, caught on to it and cut us off. Oh, that was so much entertainment. God, the the entertainment of that shit was better than anything you could actually find on it, probably. Probably. <laughs> so, of course, we don't plan anything. Like I said, we 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 suck at planning shit. So. We are scrolling through this shit and doing 80 down the interstate, and we're getting closer to Denver, and I'm starting to go, I don't know, because, you know, I mean, it's like a, 
a big step. And so finally, I think you looked at me and you're like, just pick one. Yeah, pretty much. I think that's pretty much like, what I did. Just, just pick one. And so I did. I honest to God cannot even remember anything that was in the messages or anything that would have made me pick him at all. Uh, probably based upon the rest of it, it was safe and he seemed non-threatening. And that was really a lot of it. Is, is So we meet this guy in downtown at this bar that's got like ivy growing on the walls and uh, it was so like cool. a little cantina i think it was because i had a margarita if i remember correctly you always have but, a margarita How well yeah but i mean difference? like yeah that made it but i mean like it was just like a little i think it was like a cantina but a pretty nice place you know like said, walks in safe not threatening <laughs> he's wearing dockers and i mean we're from we're from the country, so I don't believe I've ever seen you wearing a pair of Dockers or ever even contemplated the thought of you wearing a pair of Dockers before this moment. I don't think I've ever owned a pair of Dockers. And he looked like he was in IT or sold it, you know, insurance. insurance. Heavier on the dad bod side, had a had one of those metrosexual beards that was big back Goatee then. Goatee or whatever it was, yeah. Uh, and... I could tell you at first, I was like, oh, well. This is going to be boring. Well, I wasn't you know, even that. It was more like, yeah. it's not as attractive as I had hoped. or Expectations were, were, were not quite as met as we thought they were going to be. <laughs> so we sat there and talked. For quite a talked. while. To have, And I think it's pretty normal that. I think that people do that, especially the first few times, because how do you transition from, you know, talking to some random stranger to going, hey, let's go fuck um, without coming Come across. Come to find out is... I'm getting way too good at it. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, that is a that is a, a definite issue, I think, for new people in the in the lifestyle is, is I mean, that's not that's not normal, I guess, in, in society to be like that forward with that thing you know that type of thing i don't think but in the, this lifestyle it's encouraged right yeah you just interrupt people it's cool like be like hey can i join your group hey right. you want to hey. get naked with me right it, you just it's it's a definitely a different way of approaching life so Much simpler when you think about it right definitely so i will say though i mean dude ate pussy like it was his job like a fat kid on a cupcake it was that was solid i mean gonna give credit where credit's due <laughs> so i know that you were a little nervous because it was one of those situations and i know because i've been on the other side of it that one situation where you're like okay well this is either gonna go really well or i am gonna lose my shit because i can't deal with that Right. I mean, I think I think that everybody that enters into this, you know, I mean, like outwardly, they, they want to be like, oh, yeah, no, we're good. We're good. You know, I mean, everybody's everybody's awesome. And, you know, I mean, you really if you know, if we all want to be honest with each other and sit down and, and and have that conversation. I think that it scares the shit out of you. And, you know, for you got to tell yourself, well, the thought of it really turns me on and all that I'm imagining my in my head excites me and you know and, and is is sexually you know a turn on but the reality of it is is that 
you know, some dude is about ready to fucking dick down your your wife and you're not real sure that how you're going to feel about it afterwards. It's literally like jumping off of a cliff or with an umbrella for a parachute because right? you don't have any idea how any of you are going to feel afterwards. And can you fix that fuck up? Right. Can you can you work past that once you do it? That's why a lot of couples fail miserably in the swinging lifestyle. But the biggest thing that I thought that I didn't, I guess, realize was going to be as big of a deal as it was, was the reclaiming and the aftercare afterwards. I think it's important. You... Well, I didn't even know what it really was until no, no, until we, we got to this situation. And then afterwards, well, first of all, afterwards, like after he left, went what the fuck okay um, well, that was fucking okay all right <laughs> the sex was bomb completely after he like walked out and left and we both went <laughs> okay that was bomb sex yeah it was it was definitely definitely good and then we went and took a shower and you know like you do you washed my hair and it was just a lot more of like that okay well we're okay for women especially they need to be assured that everything is okay that you're okay with what just happened and made in letting them feel okay with what just happened because i think there's a lot of guilt on both sides whether it's the male half or the female half the receiving half giving half i don't think it matters i think there's a level of feeling ashamed that you enjoyed it i i can tell you that if you enjoy it, then then you feel like, oh, well, shit, I'm a whore. And then you look at your husband and go, okay, well, does he think I'm a whore? <laughs> right. Or for the male, you know, you enjoyed, you know, another woman, you know, sucking you off or you enjoyed fucking another woman. And then pretty soon, you know, you said, oh, my God, is my wife looking at me like that, that I would, that she's better or that she, or that I, I want her more. Or There is so many, so many thoughts racing through your head as you go through as you go through the beginning stages of this and 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 just you know in case anybody wants to think that it's a real quick in and out of that phase that no bullshit it's gonna last a little while <laughs> so that was that and we thought you know that was great and that was okay that's over with and we were probably not gonna do that with that guy again but we survived and I he, and we didn't even really sure that we were going to do it again at all, to be honest with you. It was, you know, we just we weren't sure. I, and I mean, it was it was and I think that a lot of people go through that. I don't I don't assume that it's an abnormal thought process to deal with it afterwards. But now the the, the, the gentleman, he, he thought we should do it again. Oh, yeah. No, he thought we should totally be. He was he was way into it. But that's so he you know, pretty normal and... considering what he gets to do when he fucks my wife. So, <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know about back then, but you know, I'm I'm fairly I'm fairly good at it these days. Lots of practice. Right. So, dude messages us right out of the blue a couple of days later to tell me that he has herpes and that I gave it to him. Right. So that, like, that was that was interesting. And I'm like, okay, well, to start with, I haven't had sex with anybody but uh, Mr. West since 2009. So if I had herpes, I'm guessing that somewhere in that, you know, intervening eight years. I would have known about it. I'd have found out. But of course, like, I mean, okay, so yeah, no, we didn't use a condom. He had, <laughs> he had his test results. He was clean, supposedly, which is where we're going to get to test results and condoms in a second. 
But it was the first time that we had done this, and I panicked. Hardcore panic. Of course, we live in a town of, like, no people. And so I am like, I have to go get an STD test. And what am I going to do? And how am I going to do this without having the entire town find out? Small towns. It just is one of them things. I know people think, oh, that just, you know, that just just can't happen. But our doctor spent time in a small town. You would definitely know why that happens. Our doctor is a rock star and we don't have that problem. And right. I walked in. Very, into, very serious about the rules. <laughs> I wa- well, I, what I did was, is I called and made an appointment because, of course, I had forgotten to take get my pap smear done, and I don't even know how long I'd forgotten to do it. And so I was like, well, I'll just make an appointment for my pap smear, and then while I'm in there, and she's down there, and we'll, you know, check the oil. Right. <laughs> so, Rotate tires. Exactly. You know, check the blinker fluid. I go in there, and I say to the doctor after we get done, I put my pants back on, and I'm like, she's like, or no, I don't even think I have my pants on yet. Nope, I was sitting in the gown on the table, and I'm like, I need to have an STD test. And she looks up at me like, <laughs> what? And she's like, are you having an affair? And I was like, no, I'm swinging. And he was there, and he knows. And I may have been exposed to herpes. And she's like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. I was like, oh, okay. And of course... She says to me, though, that you just had sex and you've just been exposed. The chances that you are going to show that you have it is, like, none. Because STD tests are crap and worthless. They're as good as the paper they are written on. Because you could go in there and it could have been too soon and you don't have enough of the whatevers to show up on a test. Or... You Which is also scary as shit. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, you could have it for quite a minute before you knew you had it. Or you could go in there, get a test, and then walk out of there, fuck some dude in the parking lot, and end up with herpes and the piece of paper that you have that you only get done every six months because that's more often than most people get tested is absolutely worthless. Pretty much. That's the thing that a lot of people don't seem to understand about this lifestyle and the whole testing bit, and they get all Nazi crazy about it, and then you're like, well, yeah, but that's, you know, that's, then you explain that to them, and then they're like, oh, we never thought of that. Well, and I mean, that was what we thought when we got, I mean, we, he he had his test results. He was, he was clean. I mean, we were like, okay, I can't have a kid. I mean, I can't get pregnant. I have an IUD. Mr. West. We haven't had sex with anybody else besides each other since we got married, so, you know, there's that for us. We felt pretty secure about the whole we were being safe thing. And besides that, come on, wearing a condom is no fun. Yeah, I know, irresponsible. So, I do not have herpes, long yeah, story right. short. I did not end up with herpes, but I did learn that you should get tested and you should get tested about once every six months. And this is the reason why you should get tested. And this is the reason why you should find out if other people get tested. And that is because if you care enough to get your junk tested, then you care where you put your junk at. Right. People that don't test are the ones that are, you know, getting gang banged in the adult theater, no condoms on the, you know, every other weekend. And although they might be a lot of fun and shit it's there's a lot of risk revolved in that uh, you know no judgment 
but you no, know, I like, mean, like, I think it's hot as shit, and I mean, like, we wouldn't mind trying it, but it's, you know, this part about like, well, I can end up with, you know, gonorrhea or something, yeah, something, you know, gonorrhoeasyphilitis or some shit like that. I can't remember. Right. Yeah. I mean, so there's the level of the level of risk changes on the activities you choose to do. So choose to do those as smart as you can. As my wife always says, be stupid smarter. Yes, be stupid smarter. If you're going to do dumb shit, at least mitigate the dumb shit. If you're going to do drugs for the first time, do it across the park, across the street from the emergency room. You know, things right. like that. Exactly. I mean, you got to be safe about, you know, doing shit. Really dumb. So, these are the two things. I guess two things that we learned from the first time that we swung, swing, swang, swung. I don't know. How to threesome. How to threesome. Is, first of all, sometimes you just have to jump in with both feet and just, like, rip the Band-Aid off. Because I know a lot of couples that have talked to me who sit and they're like, well, but it just, it just didn't seem quite right. And, but it, it, it and, and, and I would do that all day long. Now right. you won't. Well, I mean, like it's, it, I mean, I even have a little bit of trouble sometimes, but yeah, it's, it's definitely one of those things that's, if you've both sat down and thoroughly gone over the pros and cons and, and you are both both not just one more than the other both on the same page and the same level of like we want to go do this the nerves i think are completely normal and the reluctance to do it is completely normal because what if it doesn't go good and what if your relationship can't recover from it yeah so don't jump in before you weigh the pros and cons Right, I think your both people need to be on the same page and 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 understand the the repercussions of what could you know come down the road from it. And I think if you understand those things and are you're both communicating and on the same page, I think the risk of it damaging your relationship is mitigated significantly. But also, you know, try anything for science at least once. But, you know, right. if you're going to follow and, the scientific method three times. Yeah, it, you know, and some, you know, sometimes more than three times because the results just aren't quite, you know, quite Across right. Across the board. You know. Right. You know, you I know, mean, you like gotta, sometimes like, you got to try I'm, it 10 times. Um, you know, force yourself. Twist <laughs> <laughs> my arm. And then right. the other one, get tested. Because, well, you don't want to be the person with the dirty junk. You know, this is a small world, way, way smaller than people imagine. And the swinging world is even smaller than that. And you definitely don't want to be the person that got, you know, the sex party, the clap, because you won't well, ever be invited than being to the another person, one. It's better than giving, being the person who gave the sex party herpes. Because I don't think the right. clap you can give like penicillin and you it was, get over yeah, it. Yeah, I was it was generalizing, but I mean like they're gonna talk and they're gonna yeah, I mean so you're gonna be that guy with you're the gonna be that dick. guy or the guy good woman and you don't or that couple and you don't you know you don't want to be that because you're then you longevity don't get to play anymore. Lifestyle, right, your longevity Nobody wants to play with you. Be limited. I agree. Get tested and maybe care about where you stick your shit. 
it's like that. It's like the oil field thing. Don't stick don't your dick. Don't stick your dick where you wouldn't stick your hands. Don't stick your hands where you don't stick your dick. Yeah, don't stick your hands where you wouldn't stick your dicks. Fucking, I got that all fucked up. But yeah, that's it. I mean, think about that one for a second, and and it'll make a lot of sense. Yeah, as long as you think about it the right direction. Right, right. Unless you're talking about syphilis, and then you should definitely not stick your dick anywhere you wouldn't put your hand. Exactly, exactly. Both ways. It just depends if you're talking about syphilis or pinch points. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right. Well, then. So thank you very much uh, for helping me out with this one, hon. And I think that I will get you to come and help me with the one about the awkward couples because that's just so much. Oh, that one that one is always fun to tell. Yeah, that's some special shit right there. So thank you very much, and I will talk to you later, honey. Talk to you later. Have a good one. One of the things I'm the most excited for and looking forward to is hearing your adventures. So down below in the show notes, we will have an email address that you can send your adventure stories to. And if your stories are good enough, we might even bring you on the show to tell them in person. Another way that you can get a hold of me and tell me your stories or offer me suggestions, which I'm sure I'm going to need, will be on Instagram, Reddit, and all of those are at May Wild West. And make sure you spell it like Wylan. Also down below in our show notes will be a link to my podcast website where you can find more episodes and more information about May Wild West. If you had a good time with me today, and I've been told that I'm always a good time, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on a single compelling story, exciting adventure, or just ridiculous bullshit. And if you could do a girl a favor and share this podcast with all your other inappropriate friends, I'd sure appreciate it. Well, that's all for now, so see you next time.